Scared Stupid. How's it going, everybody? It's your favorite Grand Duke of Spook. That's me, Chris Bell. How you all been since our last month's episode? Good? I hope so, since there's no question and answer portion. I told you, Terry, I've been doing so many questions, I don't know how to make definitive statements anymore. That's true, I've been pumping out them interviews. Heck yeah, all these interviews, all for you. (laughs) For me, or the fans at home? Yeah, for the fans at home. I do it for you too, though, Terry. Thanks, man. (laughs) So we have had quite the exciting month. Uh, for sure, since you jumped on board since the uh, first episode. Yeah, it, things really picked up and uh, escalated quite a bit. That's for sure. You're lucky you got that uh, interview with Nick Castle. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and then like two weeks later, you got announced to return to the Halloween movies. Yeah, so. Right? Like, woo-woo, lucky us. <laughs> right. So we just did CreepyCon, mm-hmm. which we've been setting up for this whole month, getting mm-hmm. ready for it, and absolutely phenomenal oh, convention yeah. this year. Uh, tons of people there, which was surprising because they're going up against like two other conventions in the area. Yeah. And, uh, it was packed. Um, it was great. I had a great time there and we were there all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, yeah, you were great. You're running all over the place, man. Yeah. I was a very busy beaver, especially, especially when the stage was on one, one side and we were doing interviews on the other side of the building and you're just running back and forth. That, that happened within about an hour time span. Yeah. I would run off stage, do like a 10 minute interview and then run back to the stage and introduce something else. Yeah. Yeah. You did like WF had to run to the stage, announce something and then you came back and it was crazy. We switch switch locations on you sometimes as well. Yeah, that was... (laughs) We're upstairs now. Now we have to go upstairs. And that's when I brought John back over. Yeah, I didn't think think that went through. I'm sorry. I was like, like, we're going to go on a little hike, you and me. (laughs) But you know what? After this interview, John Duggan told me that Uh he and I were soulmates. Oh, well, that's what's up. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) We we became like best friends. (laughs) I was so worried. I was like, do we make the 79-year-old walk upstairs? Oh, my God. (laughs) No, he was pumped about it. Dude, he is in great shape <laughs> right especially for somebody did you hear him say in the in the interview i guess you guys can catch here in a little bit yeah uh, that he he had some health issues oh really there yeah and he he was out for like a year oh wow and now he's back happy to be working again yeah he was all running around creepy con going upstairs doing interviews it's crazy man, <laughs> yeah, man. It's full life full of energy and now he's best friends with me <laughs> <laughs> you've been making a lot of friends lately i have a lot I, of big name friends chris that's that's what i'm trying to do <laughs> trying to push out all these small name for it no <laughs> climbing to the top <laughs> one rung at a time uh, you talk talking to people that refer to rob zombie as rz what's up with that bro yeah man that was crazy <laughs> and the first time with that you know that's not going to be on this episode no episode so three that's episode three with mr <laughs> rob finn but the first time we called him he's like oh sorry bro i forgot we were doing this i'm at the club with Ooh. zombie and manson oh yeah he's like yeah i'm partying with zombie and manson sorry bro let's do it next week <laughs> he, thought, fine. he thought we were telemarketers <laughs> yes he did he's like what do you want an interview just an interview man i'm sorry because he's an intimidating person uh, yeah yeah so is wf bell oh yeah this big dude yeah that <laughs> episode three is chocked full of very intimidating mm-hmm. gentlemen for sure for sure <laughs> chuck slam chuck norris yeah but he won't talk about that he said he would deny it oh so, really yeah, like, oh i didn't catch that part of the interview i gotta yeah. listen nice yeah he was like no way 
<laughs> which was also interesting because wf bell was at creepy con yeah and chuck norris was across town at bubba fest right just right down right down the street mortal and enemies <laughs> all of a sudden even though he was he, he told me he was way too sore on day three oh, to be, yeah. he was like my shoulder's really stiff in that stupid fucking hotel bed so <laughs> were you trying to get him to choke slam you no i was oh. i was gonna ride wf bell like a stallion into, into battle <laughs> over we were gonna go to to the other convention nwo wcw takeover oh, style okay gotcha and yeah <laughs> you you and wf were gonna invade bubba fest yeah we were gonna go invade bubba fest but you know he he didn't want to do that he was like no i like my career <laughs> right, <you know? laughs> like, i'd like to work with chuck man so uh, like, no bro yeah you, you can go destroy your life if you want to but <laughs> So CreepyCon was a huge success, sure, and the sure. other conventions I think were a pretty big success too. For and sure. that says a lot for Knoxville. I think that three 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 day conventions mm-hmm. can be going on at the same time, and all of them be successful. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy that they got so many people at both of them. Like I was concerned, but CreepyCon had a shit ton of people. Yeah, like, it I was mean, packed every day, even Sunday. Like I, it was it was on par with it was close to on par with Fanboy Expo with like. Con- constant attendance mm-hmm. um of course the tickets are a little bit cheaper but still there's the amount of people coming through was close to fanboy at creepy con yeah. so that says a lot and i mean there's so much to do at creepy con too right. there's all the contests and the events mm-hmm. and i know every year they're just adding mm-hmm. more and more to it yeah they put a they put a lot of work into like actually like the events like the wrestling and the shows yeah. and the stuff like that um and they do have celebrity guests but there's a lot of work put into the showmanship of creepy con i think that's what really drives it it it, it, it that's what makes it different i think from all mm-hmm. these other conventions is they right. don't focus on celebrity guests right you actually get to participate in creepy con you don't just go and see right. things you know what i mean and i mean even with me, like Jennifer uh, and uh, Full Moon Productions that puts on CreepyCon, mm-hmm. those three people, uh, Jennifer, Bradley, and Deanna, mm-hmm. they um, they came to me after the show and were just like, you know, we didn't give you a script. We didn't give you anything to do. And you came and just pulled like. Well, that's what a host does. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoy it. I put together. I go through about 30 costume changes right. throughout those three days. Mm-hmm. No, Once again, nobody asks me to do that. <laughs> I just do that. I just so, do that yeah. for me. And uh, like that's something else at this convention that you wouldn't get at other conventions. Because mm-hmm. I will go out and grab people off the floor mm-hmm. and say, hey, you want to come be part of a stage show real quick right like right. a little two minute intro or something but still you want to get on stage and do something at creepy con because mm-hmm. even fanboy this year they didn't you know they didn't have a stage they didn't have any like live performances or anything like that it's, <laughs> it was i mean fanboy was great we had a great experience there um walking up and seeing people obviously helped us because yeah. we were able to interact with celebrities that you're not able to interact with every day exactly um but yeah i think that's what sets creepy con apart from the other expos is just that that live perform live performance stuff and a lot of things to participate in mm-hmm but it was it was a great time. Oh yeah, loved it. And uh, who our boy Doug Cox? Okay, uh-huh. me and him are also best friends now. Okay. I don't know if you met Doug, but Doug runs Screamville. Okay, he runs a Screamville haunted attraction. He buried me. Alive. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got the he was the one with the casket that moved yeah. around and shaked, right? Dude, that thing is wild. <laughs> because yeah. I had like. I had been running around all day, and he'd been trying to get me in it. He's right, like, right. come on, Greg, you got to book it. Get in here. I'm like, okay, Doug. So finally, I did it, and like, did not realize how immediately claustrophobic oh, yeah. I was going to get. I would never do that. <laughs> so I was just like, like the, you can hear people talking 
inside the casket, like really? like pallbearers are carrying you. Oh my! And <laughs> oh, it's got like speakers in yeah, it. Yeah, there's pump speakers sound. in okay. it that pump sound. So I was like, just just close your eyes and pretend you're being rocked to sleep to this gentle <laughs> bedtime story. But it it doesn't it doesn't end how you think it does. So it, you got to go out check out Screamville Haunted Attraction definitely. And, and get it's with, and they have a lot of stuff like that. It's like a very participative yes. haunted house sort of thing. Okay, yeah, I got you. Oh yeah, and uh, Screamville is awesome if you've never gotten to go. No, I haven't. I'm gonna have to check that out. That's between between them and uh, Outbreak on Main, oh yeah, out there yeah. Our, our boys out our boys and gals out <laughs> with Zombie Fest in Onada. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know a lot of people with some pretty awesome haunted houses. That's, that's <laughs> true. Um, yeah, Mo and them were at Creepy on too they had an awesome booth They're right uh, across from me right they they were right down from me yeah and mo and ella actually not mo but mo did mo came up and helped me with a little he dressed as a giant bloody rabbit oh okay. and chased a girl off stage to little bunny <laughs> fufu oh nice and, nice <laughs> and then uh daniel their friend daniel and his yeah. wife ella came up and did um, a little thing with me. For oh, your intro? Me on my intro for the costume the, the contest. Frankenstein and Wolfman? Yeah. All right, nice, nice. That's another thing. I have like eight intros set yeah. up for myself throughout that's the day. <laughs> like, I don't just walk out and go, hey, here's what this next yeah. event is. Yeah, that's why you got to come see Chris Bell live. Eight intros. Oh, yeah, I have eight intros. <laughs> it's like watching WrestleMania, but one person does it. <laughs> it's like, and it's only intros. There's no matches. It's like Mick Foley. Yeah, I just come back as Cactus Jack yeah, and then Dude Love. <laughs> but I had a blast at CreepyCon, though. Yeah, That's, great time. Yeah. If awesome you, interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe they're going to do it back in the Jacobs Building again next year. I, I like that, the Jacobs yeah. Building. Um, it might have been, it's, it's probably slightly smaller than the convention center, but it was great. It, yeah. it, it flowed better. It felt better. And, and that backdrop mm-hmm. that uh, brain, what, Brainchild Creative mm-hmm. They did that and the big abandoned gas station in the middle of the yeah. place. And and it being a little bit smaller than like that, like it actually felt like you're somewhere else and not just like uh in a big concrete building with just right. stands, you know what I mean? Yes, like, yes, like yes, yes. It actually felt like a haunted house within itself, mm-hmm. with all the different, uh, with all the different booths and stuff, and all the yeah. creativity. All, there was prop makers and mm-hmm. giant stilt walkers walking mm-hmm. around in costumes for I sure. Mean, because there's a lot of conventions where they'll like get a big building and they can't fill it up, and then right. it's just like you're in a concrete building with like a couple booths and mm-hmm. there's creepy stuff over there. But when they were in the Jacobs building, it, it felt like a whole thing. It flowed all the way from both ends of the building. It was great. And that kind of tacks on to what you say, that they really put a lot of work into right. the showmanship mm-hmm. of CreepyCon. Exactly. And other cons are just like, show up, come see your celebrity. He's going to be <laughs> in there in this concrete building. Yeah. <laughs> like, we want you to come in here and get spooked, man. <laughs> like a prison of entertainment. A prison. <laughs> Which, which is ironic because uh, Jacob's building used to be a prison. Yeah. Which is pretty int- which is an awesome place to have CreepyCon in a former prison, right? honestly. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably haunted. It's it, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. We should ask one of the ghost guys. Yeah. One, oh, my God. We had a Tennessee Paranormal right behind us, and they want to work on a ghost show with us. So we'll those see. guys are cool. Yeah, yeah. I like Tennessee Paranormal. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're dope. <laughs> but there's a lot of those ghost people there. It's CreepyCon. Exactly. <laughs> CreepyCon. Prop makers, haunted houses. I, definitely, if it, just go ahead and put it on your calendar for next year that you're mm-hmm. going to CreepyCon. You gotta. Because, wow. Mm-hmm. Every year it gets better. They delivered on this one. It's definitely going to be better next year. Oh, yeah. So. Now they've got now they've got 
their feet, their footing at the mm, Jacobs building. So for sure. they're just going to take off running with it right. next year. Because this was what, the third year? Yeah, this was the yeah. third year and the first year they've done it in the Jacobs building. Right, yeah, I think they finally, I think the Jacobs building is a good place and they finally be mm-hmm. able to do that consistently, find their groove. and Parking there. is such a bitch in downtown Knoxville. Right, yeah, so, parking lot, yes, please. Just a fucking parking lot. Like, I hate going to Convention lot. Center, like you got to find a parking garage, it's so mm-hmm. tight. And, and then you get, walk. You're sweating and yeah, dude. Yeah, I hardly sweated at CreepyCon. Right, the AC was on and there was a parking lot. Yes, and even though the stairs were steep, it was only once, and I didn't have to walk like three miles. Right, (laughs) and they help you. They'll help you unload if you need. Like CreepyCon, just they they got like ramps on the sides and all that stuff, so it's all good. But yeah, just across the board from the vendor experience to the consumer experience Mm -hmm. to honestly the entertainer and performer experience, it was. 10, 10 out of 10 for sure for me uh it's some of the best performances i've seen at a con because a lot of cons don't focus on that like we said but yeah you gotta go check it out mm-hmm. next year's gonna be great so yeah <laughs> so now that we've talked creepy creepy con creepy creepy con i think we can move on to see who holds the honor this month of the mythical beast of the month Terry, who do you think it's going to be this month? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see, though. Um, well, I'll I don't keep... know. I, I like the skunk ape, skunk ape slash swamp ape. Yeah. Um, you, you'll probably go with something obscure. You won't go for a Bigfoot this early. So. No, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to go for a Bigfoot this early on in the game. Yeah. So I'll give you a little hint. Okay. If you've ever, you know, left a light on too long and attracted this giant being to you or okay. seen some beady red eyes looking at you from a 10 foot tall subspecies creature mm. from the darkness you might terry mm. be looking at the mothman Ooh, richard gear movie that- <laughs> <laughs> so officially august's mythical beast of the month is the mothman for those of you who don't know about the mothman I think it might secretly be Terry. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's Terry. Invented a time machine, became the Mothman. Uh-huh. See, Warned people of cataclysmic events. When you're looking at him and he's like 10 feet tall with the beady red eyes, you don't notice the wingspan on him. Actually, but. it's three Terrys on top of each other. <laughs> it's all a conspiracy. It's all a conspiracy. It's inside job. So uh, you must have created a time machine because... The Mothman popped up the first time around November of 1966. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so for for with some grave diggers. There's some mm. people digging a grave out at a cemetery in West well, that's Virginia. Just, that's just bad karma, bro. Right? That's you what you just, get. Like, yeah. yeah, you're going to get a monster now. Why are you doing that at night? <laughs> right. Dig dig during the day. That's well, why. don't do that. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, just don't dig well, they, graves. How about they just don't dig graves? They weren't, they weren't like robbing the grave. They were like oh, preparing. Okay. Yeah, okay. there's like five dudes digging oh, a grave okay. to grave bury dig. Yeah. Not grave robbers. Yeah, not grave okay, robbers. Okay. <laughs> grave digger, like the monster gosh, truck. Yeah. <laughs> so there's five grave diggers. That'd be a good monster rally. Like oh a, bring a big mothman out and then bring grave digger out, like boom, boom. bust through it. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Could you imagine though, just like you're doing your job, just digging a grave? Mm-hmm. Like that's not spooky. Wait, enough. so they were digging graves that night? Right. Yeah, like, okay, now you are right, Chris. What are yeah. you doing? What are you doing digging yeah. graves at night? <laughs> yeah. You do that during the heat of the day. You're allowed to. You're getting paid to. Yeah, you are a day laborer. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. May- okay, if it was hot, I can give them a pass. Maybe they're just... Yeah. You do that in the early morning hours then. 
Yeah, why are you doing every, anything in a graveyard at night? At nighttime. That Besides, is when... you know, getting drunk and being ready to run at a moment's notice. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing you can do at a <laughs> and, graveyard at night. And you only do that when you're like 16 and dumb. Yeah, because see, that's my thing about people go like, you hear about these movies where people go like, this group of kids go in the woods and get drunk. Yeah, there's about like bad. 500 of those. Yeah. yeah, but you don't hear like, this group of adults went in the woods and got drunk, because right. if you're an adult going in the woods to get right. drunk, you're probably going to kill yourself. Or, or, you're, or, you're pre- or you're prepared, you know what I mean? Or you're just ready for it. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. you're a survivalist at this point. You yeah. can handle being drunk in the woods. You're ready for a bear. If a mothman comes out, you're out of there. Yeah. Easy. Well, these five just all of a sudden see this giant creature fly over the top of their heads. Okay. So, so, they're, so he's flying over the grave, yeah, graveyard. So okay. but, but people say that he doesn't like flap to take off. He okay. just like in a dead Naruto sprint takes off and then (laughs) just elevates into the air and goes for it i got you so he like takes off becomes all blurry and it's kind of like a uh, like a breaking the sound barrier exactly (laughs) (laughs) maybe he's breaking uh dimensional barriers yeah he's yeah Yeah, that's interesting yeah (laughs) well they say that with the ufos that's why they're like right they go like they're all like shaking all like over the map is because they're like they're like going through different like like yeah. time barriers and stuff like that. So that's why you can't see it. It makes complete sense. So if this Mothman is an other dimensional creature, it would look kind of strange to the human eye. Yeah. In this so. three-dimensional world. Mm-hmm. Perfect yeah. sense is being made. Yeah, absolutely. By none other than the Mothman himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know how I know all this. But yeah. It, all of a sudden, Terry knows everything about... <laughs> if I was the Mothman, my book coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> book coming soon. So where, let's see, I know the Mothman. So, so what happened to the grave diggers? They're just like, we saw it? The, yeah, so there okay. were like five, there were five witnesses at that point. Okay. So they gotcha. could say so like this was like f- the first sighting, 1966. Yeah. 1966 it pops up. Did it up. say where this was? This was in West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Out in West Virginia, they're digging a grave. And then in just. 1966 West Virginia, man, those dudes were right. fucking tripping balls. They were bro. just. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> There's there are grave diggers in West Virginia in the '60s with nothing to do. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they saw the Mothman. All yeah, right. oh, yeah. <laughs> and then cut to okay, three days later. Okay, all right, 1966 West Virginia still. Oh, okay. Well, they might have a, a yeah a good shipment come through. Yeah, just a couple of Mothmen <laughs> flew out. So there's a good there's shipment a, LSD that year coming through West Virginia. <laughs> and that this one right here especially gets me like two young couples. Okay, from a little point, bit more believable. Yeah, right? a little there's, bit. There's know. some young couples it looks like they're going out to like a make out point okay yeah type deal as they do before a horror movie that's right <laughs> so all of a sudden they cut their headlights on and back in the headlights there's glowing eyes mm. and they see what they described as a large flying man with 10 foot wings wow so just three days later in before this is same town in west virginia yes okay i never knew the mothman originated in west virginia yeah he came that's why the mothman museum Oh, it's in, in West, West Virginia? Yeah, it's oh, in West Virginia. Okay. You always hear like Pennsylvania and like uh, upstate New York and New Jersey, all of the East Coast. I never knew it started in West Virginia. That's yeah, it started right, just right in our backyard, Terry. Nice. <laughs> He's right back there. So these two people, so now there's four people that have seen it. Okay. The f- uh, three days later. Right, yeah. gotcha. We're up to nine. Yeah, we're up to nine people that have seen this thing. And then over the next few days, like two firemen saw it they said it was a large bird with red eyes mm-hmm. and uh, people just over the next like week well, or well, so firemen i mean it becomes more credible as the witnesses because they're more exactly. credible witnesses like grave diggers like uh but but 
firemen, people, up, upstanding citizens. Like, it right. starts to become more credible as you get more witnesses. People that wouldn't want to cause a panic right. for exactly. no reason. Especially firefighters. Their whole thing is to, exactly. to, to stop panic or yeah, to put out panic. You they know? don't want people to freak out right, like that. Right, right, right. But then people thought, like, maybe the Mothman was showing up as a sign to, you know, mm-hmm. ward off bad things coming. Right. That's his big gimmick nowadays. Yeah. That's why you hear him all over the world. Minnesota, Pennsylvania, right. all that like, stuff. Like, oh, right. the Mothman's here, so something mm-hmm. bad's about to happen. But right. that... It would happen a year after the fir- one of the first times he got seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. Okay, we're at the Silver Bridge. Okay, yeah, that's okay. the that's the uh, yeah. Okay, the main story. Yeah, so Silver Bridge collapses and mm-hmm. forty-six people died. <whistles> they so some people chalked this up to the Mothman chewed <laughs> the fucking mm. bridge out. Okay. <laughs> The official diagnosis to the bridge. In, in the closet of West Virginia. Yeah. Showing up its foundation. <laughs> Nobody saw it. It said that Could you met just a moth man on the bottom of the bridge. Just fucking gnawing at metal. <laughs> and then he killed 46 people. Yeah. Or he was trying to warn them. He was trying to scare people off the bridge because mm-hmm. it wasn't safe for him to be on. See, I, I like that one a little bit better just because it's hysterical thinking about the moth right. <laughs> just <laughs> biting a bridge. Just He's just biting the welds right. on the bridge. So, so kind of like a, a guardian angel figure maybe, but yeah. a really spooky one. But yeah, super spooky like one. A, like a Wicca angel. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, a, a Gaia angel. So fast forward way into the future now. Mm-hmm. We're in 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay, A TV station called WCHS TV publishes a photo mm-hmm. that they say is supposed to be of the Mothman. That the person wanted to stay anonymous. They took mm-hmm. it. And it's on the bridge, right? Is that the yeah. one that's on the bridge? Yes. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and they said it was like a year before the tragedy happened that they took this picture and they never yep. like gave it to anybody. They just thought it was like, you know, malfunction with the camera or something. Exactly. Yeah, and that's like the famous Mothman picture that you see in all the documentaries and yep. things like that. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, the Mothman has become a huge thing. Up in Point Pleasant, they have uh, an annual Mothman festival. Oh. That started back in 2012. Dude, we need to get booked on that. 2002. We do need to get booked I'm on trying, this. I'm going all in on Mothman. They have a 12-foot metallic statue of the creature. Damn. That, is, that was unveiled in 2003. Mm. Dude, yes. And the Mothman Museum and Research Center. There's a research center for the Mothman out there. <laughs> Catch us at the next Mothman Festival. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna try. There's a Mothman pancake eating contest. What, <laughs> dude? Because he ate the bridge. So now you eat. <laughs> Please no. So so this is like his face on the pancakes. They I put, hope so. Yeah. I hope they're like Mothman shaped pancakes. Put, so there's they put moths in the batter. <laughs> oh, like oh. haha. And there's oh, and you'd get to take a hayride tour, focusing on notable areas that the Mothman's mm-hmm. been in in Point Pleasant. Oh wow! So I don't know. This is why I don't think he's warning us because right. you know why moths go to light, right? Why? Because like it, it's throwing them off. They're going towards the sun to go west or something like that. And when they see a light, it throws them off their track, and they just start smacking into it because they think oh. it's the sun. So. I think the Mothman would hate us for what we do to his moth brother right. with all our dumb electricity. <laughs> with all our big stupid lots. But I just can't picture him eating that bridge. Yeah, <laughs> that's, so that's where Yeah, that's where I got to draw the line, Mothman fans. <laughs> but 
do be sure to look out for us officially at the next Mothman Festival. Oh, for sure. <laughs> because that's happening. I got to get to the bottom of this. I don't understand the Mothman's motivations. We're, like, is he good? Is he evil? Yeah, I don't know. I, I got to get to the bottom of it. Because I feel like he wouldn't save us. You no. know, we're destroying his, his people. His, his kind. Yeah, it's like Avatar, bro. Like, right? he's not yeah. our friend. Nope. But I don't think he has any sorts of any sort of power to cause damage. He's That's just a my big yeah. moth. He's just man. a really big moth. Like, yeah. Okay. Moths chew chew through clothes, but <laughs> they could a really big moth chew through metal. I don't know, man. Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, Terry, and Mothmans don't chew welds. I don't know. <laughs> we might not have a weld or something. I don't know. Yeah, we need He's to Mothman. That'll be Mothman. our next. Uh, that'll be our next interview. Is a professional welder. <laughs> <laughs> So do you think you think a, a guy with wings and no arms can learn how to weld? Because we're not buying in this Mothman conspiracy. Yeah, maybe we can get some more insight at the Mothman Festival. I'm gonna keep putting that out there so that some hopefully somebody that runs the Mothman Festival sure. will hit us up. I'm gonna find their contact. I need to know. Yeah, we're gonna find out. <laughs> Wikipedia's not helping me. I need more. <laughs> I need more from this. Thank oh, you. I need to find the old guy there at the festival. He's like, I was there back in 66. I was, there. I was one of those grave diggers. <laughs> I fist fought the I fist fought the Mothman. <laughs> That's what it's become now. He <laughs> fist fought the Mothman. <laughs> Sucker was fast. Uh, he, he didn't even flap his wings. His mothy wings. <laughs> He just walked and then was in flight. <laughs> it was crazy. So look forward to that interview. On, yeah. Uh, on, episode 69 of Scared, scared Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> interview of the moth, the guy that fought the Mothman. We're coming for you. <laughs> well, thank you, Mothman, for joining us today in studio. I went to Nam, but I ain't never seen nothing like the Mothman. <laughs> the Moth Nam. The Moth Nam. That's what I call it when I have flashbacks. <laughs> That's a good uh, name for the episode, Moth Nam. Moth Nam, right there. That's what we're calling it. Perfect. <laughs> so that was okay. So Mothman. If, if y'all have any insights mud. on the Mothman, make sure you send them to us at Outlander Media or at uh, Scared Stupid Podcast. Please do. Please, please, please. I would love to hear from you all. I need to understand this man's motivations. This <laughs> this man creature. This man creature thing man beast man beast the mythical beast of the month terry <laughs> mothman baby Woo! <laughs> make sure you get some mothman blend coffee that's right from that is the official drink of the month here at scared stupid nice. is the mothman blend from our wonderful sponsors at otherworldly coffee yes the sponsors of mythical beast of the month or Mis- mythical monster of the month <laughs> yeah that's right mythical monster of the month sponsored by otherworldly coffee and you can get out there and get 20% off of your first order if you use promo code OUTLANDER at checkout. So there make sure, go. yeah, so get over to otherworldlycoffee.com or check them out on Facebook for their full catalog of products. And look, I'm telling you, if you drink a cup of Mothman Blend coffee, you will go out and find the Mothman. I'm yeah. telling you, this stuff will that jack you up. That is how he flies. <laughs> no shit. Oh, shit. He drinks a whole... Okay, so yep. I am the Mothman. I you get are, it now. Yeah. Okay, so... You drink a thermos so of this Mothman is what coffee. I just get addicted to otherworldly <laughs> coffee. I build a time machine, and I yep. just get jacked up on Mothman coffee and warn of previous events. Yeah. I get it that, I, I, Okay, we no longer need you to message yeah. us. No, right, we the, figured it out. The network's done. I found my purpose in life. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no problem. 
problem, man. Oh, no, we got to keep the network going so I can keep the coffee. Okay. Oh, yeah, we got to keep the coffee <laughs> up. Well, while we go for our own little coffee break, mm. why don't you all sit tight and enjoy these awesome interviews that we got at CreepyCon with none other than John Duggan and Lynn Lowry. That's John Duggan from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Lynn Lowry from the Crazies. Nice. Heck big yeah. interviews. Mm-hmm. They were great to talk to. So. They were so much fun, and I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll be right back after those. We're back here at with Scared Stupid with your host, Chris Bell, and none other than the OG original old man grandpa from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, John Duggan. Yeah, show it off. Stretch your stuff. That's what I'm talking about. John, how you feeling today? Pretty well, thank you. Yeah, right. We had we had a little bit of a hike to get up here to come do this interview, but I'm damn met- near seventy years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, John. Okay, fans out there, they want to know what was it like taking on your role in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and working with all those crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun, really. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really hard. It was a hard shoot. Yeah, but we were all young and enthusiastic. You know? Right. You know, it, was there any, if there were, had been any union involvement, <laughs> I'm sure they would have shut us down. But, <laughs> but you know, we were, we were young. We'd do anything. Sure. Can you just say, yeah, sure. How many times do you need me to do it? You know, that sort of thing. So uh, we managed to have a lot of fun. And, and it, was, it was my first feature film. So, really? You know, uh, several of us, it was our first feature film. So... Uh, there was that we all wanted to, you know, show how hard working we were and how we do you know, anything, take one for the team, all that shit, you know. So, so nobody complained, but we did. But you know, Toby Hooper seems like the kind of guy that did take on a lot of people as their first film. He took a chance on them and really. Oh yeah, because he could take complete advantage of them, <laughs> uh, which, yes. which he would do, you know. I see. Yeah. Uh huh. Little inside scoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marilyn got it the worst, man. Really? Oh, yeah. You know the scene in the when she she's running, 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 and she falls through the door in like the barbecue shack. Yes. And uh, he went through when she looks up and sees all the stuff in the smoker and all that. He went through an entire reel of film. He was just mesmerized by her, and and he, and so he didn't say cut. You know, oh my God. so she. Yeah, so they're five minutes. So those those reels, you know, Holy and uh, those reels are sixteen millimeters. <laughs> so he just they ran through the whole thing, and he was like, "Oh, oh, okay, cut." Oh, you know? Sorry. Well, <laughs> hey, so how did you get your start with that being what 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 got well, you into it? Actually, my brother-in-law wrote it. Yeah, my sister was married to Kim Hankel. Okay. And I was. Uh, he was a writer and I was an actress, so it just worked out that way. But right. I was doing a, a children's play at the Goodman Theater in Chicago <laughs> for the summer called The Terror Diddle Tales. And I wore <laughs> green and yellow tights yes. and little jazz shoes. And I danced around and telling folk tales and singing folk songs from around the world. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's one of the best starts in horror yeah. possible. And so Kim calls me, and uh, he says, Hey, John, man, you crazy? <laughs> you know, come on, this is the 70s. Right, so. yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm crazy. <laughs> what do you need, man? Well, man, I uh, I wrote this film, and we're going to roll on it. Can you, well, I got something I want you to do in it. So, 
he explained to me what it was, and then I went the next day, or probably Tuesday, uh-huh. and uh, uh, went to the producer and uh, gave my notice and said I got a phone job, and I was heading to Texas. And she was this old Russian woman from a from a, a Russian like theater family. You know, her really? father. You know, it. Uh, she was a doctor of uh, fine arts and. You know, in the in theater arts or something, and her, her father was well known in the theater. Right in the theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bella Ipkin was her name, and uh, she had a Russian accent, which I can't do. But I could try, but it right. sounds stupid. Uh, and she had one. She had one eye that kind of went off one oh, way, no. and there, there was always like a little sort of yellow custard running out of it. <laughs> And she, when I told her about the role of Grandpa, she said, Roddy McDowell would never have done his role in, in uh, uh, Planet of the Apes if he had not been an established actor first. <laughs> so I immediately got compared to Roddy McDowell. Hey, that's not bad, right? That's <laughs> yeah. a good shot on the door right there. Right yeah. There. So about five days later, I was in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Ready to build it. Yeah, ready to roll, man. That is awesome. Man, yeah. what a what a career you've had. Yeah, I was my first two No, it wasn't my first thing, but I got paid for both goods. So. Wow. So I managed to work all summer. That is incredible. The the theater job. Yes. It was two shows a day, six days a week. We were dark on Monday. And uh, it was like hundred and seventy five dollars a week. So what's like what? Twelve dollars and fifty cents a show, or something yeah, like that. But, but you know, it was nineteen seventy-three, so. Right. Yeah, my share of the rent. I lived in a huge apartment in the Rogers Park neighborhood of Chicago. It was a five-bedroom. It was a half a block long, and and five of us lived there. Five hippie actor types, you know. Right. And so my share of the rent was forty-four dollars a month. So. Holy to make one hundred seventy-five bucks a week as an actor was like, I was walking in high cotton. That's got to say, man. You got it going on. Yeah. Man. That is awesome. John, do you have anything coming up? Any conventions, any projects yeah, coming up? Yeah, I have, uh, let's see, Rock, Paper, Scissors uh, was just released on July 23rd. It's out on all forms of, uh, you know, DVD, Blu-ray, uh, yeah. pay-per-view, uh, video on demand, uh, right. Netflix, Amazon. Uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors, check it out. I play Uncle Charles, who is a very, very bad man. <laughs> very bad. Uh He's the reason that the main character turned into a sexual serial killer. You know, I'm his, I'm his uncle. You're his uncle. You yeah. turned someone into a sexual serial killer. Yeah, and I had so much fun playing this role, man. <laughs> so after my first day of shooting, you know, Tom Holland directed it. Really? Yeah. And uh, so of course, I get off, I get off the plane. I take the red eye to L.A. from Nashville. So I get off the plane. They want me out on set immediately. Right. To sign a bunch of paperwork. And uh, then I meet everybody real quick, and, and uh, then I go ride at my hotel and just sleep all fucking day long. And then I get up late, and I start studying my lines, I get something to eat. The next morning, 6 a.m., I'm on the set, and they're going to shoot two of my hardest scenes first. Of course. <laughs> first day there. <laughs> it always happens that way. Of course. We got him here, let's do that scene. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Let me ease into it. So anyway, there's the first setup. And Tom Holland, who wasn't sure about me, but the producer, thank God, insisted on me. Yeah. Uh, he goes, John, come here. I said, yes, sir. Yes, Tom. <laughs> and he goes, first off, he says, uh, 
where have you been for the last 40 years, man? And I thought, okay, I'm doing something right here. Right, yeah, no, I've already done something right. And uh, he said, let me ask you something. I said, said, are you worried about overacting this role? I said, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to come in halfway subtly. He goes, don't do that. I said, really? He goes, no, no, John. (laughs) Because my part was all in flashback. Right. He says, you are playing a psychopath in the memory of a psychopath. <laughs> you cannot overact this role. So, yeah. so, you know, he just cut the reins and let me fucking run, man. It was... That's perfect. That's the John it, Duggan we want to see. It was a rock of good time. you got to see this film. Absolutely. So, Rock, Paper, Scissors. The rock, Paper, Scissors. Just came out. Check it out everywhere where movies are available. John next, Duggan. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, next go, month, Little September Deviant Behavior, Behavior will be released on all forms of... You know, it won't be a theatrical release, but all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I play a kind of a burnout uh, homicide detective okay. guy. Yeah. Who partners up with an ex-homicide detective who is now a deeply fried uh, private investigator. <laughs> to, that was fun, I was going to say, that sounds like a lot to, of fun. <laughs> to track down a sexual serial killer. There we go. Man, that is just your forte now. Yeah. <laughs> So I got two of those things happening this year, and then I'm back on the road. Back on the road. And I'm going to be at uh, Rock and Shock in Worcester, Mass. In October, I'll be at the Niagara Falls uh, Horicon Film Fest in October. I'll be in Moline, uh, Illinois, Quad Cities, uh, September. In just a few weeks. Yeah, just a couple <laughs> weeks from now. Yeah, and I think then I may I have may have one more thing, but I haven't signed on the dotted line yet uh, for this season. And then you know, at November I'll be done until February probably with the concert. Absolutely. Uh, this could be working again. You know, I went through some health issues and all that stuff last year. So, uh, but I'm uh, fine now. I'm clean. Good. Don't, don't good, have to see good. an oncologist until the end of November now. So. That's amazing news. Yeah, it's good news. Yeah, very good yeah. news. But, you know, I lost 50 pounds. Hey, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say something, John. Yeah. So if you're a little overweight and you don't mind laying on the couch deathly ill for six months, yeah. try the cancer diet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an exclusive tip here from John Duggan. John, thank you so much for taking well, time to you, talk man. to us. Man, this was a blast. What was your name, man? Chris Bell. <laughs> yeah. John Duggan, would you tell people to listen to Scared Stupid? Please listen to Scared Stupid right here on this whatever. Yeah, on the Outlander Media Network, baby, with there John Duggan. Thank you so much, Thank man. Thank you, this man. Blast. Thank you. And we'll be right back with some more Scared Stupid. Welcome back here with Scared Stupid. I'm Chris Bell, your host. Joining me now is the legendary Lynn Lowry. From films like The Crazies and I Drink Your Blood, Lynn, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yes. So, Lynn, tell me, what was it like working on a movie called I Drink Your Blood as Carrie? Uh, Well, it was really exciting. It was my first film. So, um, the director had already cast the whole movie, but he liked the way I looked so much that he decided to make me a mute. A mute hippie. I played a mute hippie on acid with rabies (laughs) in the movie. So, it was a really... Quite an experience. Yeah. What a role. And when they hand you something like that and they're like, hey, you're going to be a mutant with rabies. <laughs> like, like, what goes through your head? You know, I just so wanted to learn all about acting at that point that you just want to do it. You know, right. it's exciting and it's fun. And 
you know, and you'd really, I didn't have any lines. All I had to do was kind of look sort of dazed. So it wasn't that difficult to do. But then cut to now we're in the crazies. You've got a much wilder role in that. Tell us kind of what that was like. Well, by that point, I had taken a lot of classes in New York and... I also majored in speech and drama in college, so I had, you know, a buildup of experience and had done theater work by then. So it was a much more detailed, a lot more subtext within the character. You know, wanted to start her out without people knowing she was really mad, and then just increase the madness a little bit, on and on and on, until she's full-blown. So it was really, and working with Romero was so amazing. He was such a great director. And, you know, and here, Lynn, you've been in over 74 films already, right? And you have like 21 projects coming up and even more projects past that. You're a busy person. Do you have anything you'd like to promote coming up? Anything that you have coming out? Well, I wanted to mention a film that's already come out called Model Hunger, where I play a schizophrenic, southern belle, serial killer cannibal. (laughs) So don't miss that one. And uh, I have one coming out called Essence, which is a sci-fi film, and also uh, Necropolis Legion, which I just filmed in Vancouver, or in Toronto, with Chris Alexander. So that's coming out. And you can always go to my IMDb and see, um, you know, what's coming out. Of things that Lynn Lowry has been in. So make sure you get out there on IMDb. Is there any other social medias they can check you out on? On Facebook, I'm, you know, very active. Twitter, Instagram, you know, love to hear from people. So please feel free to contact me. Absolutely. Lynn Lowry, a person of the people. She loves to hear from her fans, and she is probably one of the greatest scream queens out there with all the films that she's been in Lynn thank you so much for being here with us today would you tell the people that they should watch Scared Stupid you should watch Scared Stupid yeah and that's from Lynn Lowry Lynn thank you so much for being here this has been a lot of fun Ah. and we'll be back with more Scared Stupid right after this Scared Stupid. And welcome back, my funky fiends. What's going on, everybody? I hope you enjoyed those wonderful interviews with the awesome John Duggan and Lynn Lowry. They're awesome people, Terry. Yeah, they were were great. It was fun meeting them and getting to interview them and John Duggan dropping some hot knowledge on us about Toby Hooper. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Yeah. We've gotten a lot of insight on that uh, when we talked to Bill Mosley. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we got some Toby Hooper insight from Bill Mosley and then some deeper insight from John Duggan. Yeah, he he let us know the darker side of the film industry. Yeah. We're going to hold Texas Chainsaw Family back together. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The Saw is family. Yeah. So, Terry, I think it's time to go into one of my favorite segments, Mm -hmm. even though we have like two. (laughs) (laughs) But out of my two. But out of my two, this is one of the favorites. The the other one's my other favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's a 1A 1A and 1B, right? Yeah, 1A and 1B. (laughs) And 1B is none other than Creature Feature. 
spooky movies that are coming out. <laughs> I think that we can uh, talk about one film in particular real quick. I know mm. we talked about it last time, but a lot's happened since <laughs> last time. Last time we were just fans. Yeah, last time we were just fans. Now we're in the biz. <laughs> insiders. We're insiders. We're like promoters. Yeah, when you hear uh, people say, what is it, early audiences, mm-hmm. we are early audiences. We're in, baby. We're in with it with none other than Lionsgate Films. Mm-hmm. Outlander Media has officially paired up with Lionsgate Film. We will be interviewing Lionsgate's top stars on their newest release releases and uh attending some of their premieres Mm -hmm. as well the first one up is bill mosley yes bill mosley is our first big interview with lionsgate uh promoting three from hell Mm -hmm. three from hell drops september 16th -hmm. through the 18th Mm -hmm. you can get tickets on fathomevents.com slash three from hell and that's the only weekend you can check it out in theaters so make sure you get out that weekend there's three days to see three from hell and it's not just a movie it is an event you know it really is Mm -hmm. i mean there's and there's different stuff going on every day you went to the 31 fathom event right yes i did yeah yeah. and rob always delivers like there's something special to be seen Mm -hmm. seen run walk it's it has really become something to do to go see one of Rob Zombie's films in theater. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a normal release. Either. Yeah, he had like a traveling circus with him one time. He's doing it for this one, isn't he? The yes. traveling circus again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing all kinds of stuff. He's giving away free movie posters to the first 50 people in each oh, theater nice, on nice. the first day. Sec- uh, today he just released, actually, that on the second day, mm-hmm. the first few people into the theater get a free bumper sticker that says, oh, yeah, I yeah, survived I three from hell. Oh, nice, nice. Yes. And then on the third day, I think you get a double feature of The Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Lance from Deadbeat Radio, he was Otis Driftwood at CreepyCon. I saw him. And he was going around interviewing everybody and to do promotion for it. He was asking what everybody's Three from Hell was, their top three horror icons. I was like, that's a great yeah. idea, Lance. Yeah. That's why we keep you on the network. That's why we keep you around, Lance. You got good ideas like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, that, so yeah, that was great. And, yeah, we love promoting at CreepyCon, too, as well. And Heck, yeah. Trying to get people out there. But everybody not, needs to go not see that any, Rob Zombie needs any help. Get yeah. people to go see his movies, right. but you know we'll do what we can. <laughs> I mean, we we got to uh, we got to sit in on a mm. special screening of Three from Hell. Yes, uh, uh, to prep us for our interview with Bill Mosley and any upcoming interviews we have yeah. from Three from Hell. So, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, it, <laughs> seriously, this film is every single thing a Rob Zombie fan could hope for. Right. If you have loved the trilogy and the franchise, you have to see this movie. Right. Finally, finally gets to complete the trilogy. Yeah. Which uh, I never thought was going to happen, obviously, because the end of Devil's Rejects. Right. <laughs> and it, so, so I'm interested. Well, I know, but you, you'll be interested to see how that works out. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know we know how what happens. I was about to be like I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Like you seen it, dumbass. But yeah. yeah. You'll be interested to see what happens. You'll be very interested to see. I know I can't. I still have tickets to go see oh, it yeah, first sure. day. <laughs> when it comes, to, I will still be one of those fifty people in right. line. Well, you got like uh, we were talking to Rob Fenn earlier. He's talking about the movie theater experience and yeah. how he doesn't want to see it early because right. he wants to see it in the theaters. You know what I mean? He he really enjoys the experience, and that's the main experience is going to a theater and, yeah. and being like engulfed, like like encompassed into the movie. Like there's nothing going on around you. There's Except for people talking, but the dark, yeah. the lights go down, and it's just you in the movie, and right? It's all and you are surrounded by other fans right, of right. what you're watching, right? So. And you can't like pull out your phone in the middle of that darkness and stuff like that, right? Because I don't know how many times I put on a movie and I don't watch it, right? Because 
addicted to the phone and all exactly. that stuff. Exactly. You but, just sit back and scroll Facebook while it's on in the background. But that's how I know. Nowadays, that's how I know something's really good if I watch the whole movie. Uh-huh. Like, I, like I'm watching Mindhunters right now. Um, yes. And don't even go near my phone because I can't. <laughs> like, like if, if I check a text, like, I have to stop and rewind Mindhunters because you'll miss, you'll miss, like, a great shot or something like that. But, yeah. Three from Hell was a lot like that. I I honestly want to watch it again. So I'm glad I got tickets to go see it again because I want to see it again. Mm-hmm. I I want to watch it three or four more times, honestly. Right, and and you know Rob Zombie has some of the best horror cinematography out there. Um, he's yes. definitely studied a lot of the greats and took a lot of influence from that. So oh, yeah. So um, you know, there's a lot of horror movies where it's just all bash and gore, but cinematography he nails it when he's doing his horror yes. movies. And people think that he's all gore and blood and oh my nah, god, he's nah. just trying to be as dark as he can. Right. But he he really is such an artistic person, mm-hmm. and you see that in all his movies, but right. especially Three from Hell. Yeah, like I mean, it, it that's like like the newer Saw movies. That's what they think they're talking about, like just right. blood and gore. There's no cinematography in those last few Saw movies. Just like no. boom, boom, boom. Like yes, it's not the same thing as the Rob Zombie movies. There's there's a lot going on there. Definitely. So if you missed it a little bit ago, fathomevents.com/slash/three-from-hell. Mm-hmm. Go out there, buy tickets, and if anybody asks you from Lionsgate, you tell them Outlander Media sent you to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you buy your tickets, put in the special instructions. Outlander Just, sent me. Outlander Media sent me. Why is Fandango getting all these Outlanders sent me? <laughs> make sure you tell Lionsgate. <laughs> yeah, tell, yeah, make sure you tell Lionsgate all this. That tell way them, they tell them to check their emails. God, God, check your emails, Lionsgate. <laughs> So our next movie I'd like to talk mm-hmm. about is from another director named Josh Hasty. He's been working on this film for a, quite a while now. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, trying to get it moving, and he was finally able to work with a friend of mine named James Clace, who mm-hmm. owns the local Boogeyman oh, okay. out on yeah, Sunset. Yeah. Uh, he started local Boogeyman Productions, mm, okay. joined teams with, teamed up with Josh Hasty, and the two of them have put together a movie called Candy Corn. Nice. So Josh Hasty's Candy Corn, starring Tony Todd. Ooh. Yeah. PJ Souls Ooh, there you is go. in it, and Pancho Molar. Oh, is, is, there you yeah, go. Is, plays Doctor Death in the movie. <laughs> so he's always got to do something like that, right? Oh yeah, always. <laughs> so this is definitely one that on September seventeenth, you can pre-order it right now. Actually, mm-hmm. if you go to Josh Hasty's Facebook page. Uh, he's got a pre-order link up for it already. I've already pre-ordered my copy of it. Nice. Because nice. I'm, and you can get it for like ten dollars cheaper than it's going to be oh, when really? it comes out. So it it really is worth the pre-order on it to go out and get it, and it looks fantastic. Do you know where it was filmed? I it I believe it was filmed in uh in in around. Los Angeles. Oh, okay. And stuff like that. Yeah, I'm actually I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Don't quote me on okay. that, but. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't sure because of the local boogeyman and stuff. I didn't know if it was right. in the Heartland or anything like that. They, I mean, I saw a lot of the set pictures mm-hmm. that they took, and they really put a lot of work into okay. uh, in, into set design. Oh, into, gotcha. they, d- d- no green screens. There was not wasn't a bunch of green screens around, <laughs> and with a Marvel budget ready to. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But the, but the makeup in it, the effects that it seems to have, and the set design look absolutely gorgeous. The cinematography in it's gorgeous. Nice. Uh, the trailer looked awesome for it. You can go out and get you a little taste of it right now <laughs> in the trailer and pre-order Josh Hasty's new Candy Corn movie because that movie comes out September seventeenth on blu-ray Ooh. yeah blu-ray and video on demand there you go you can get josh hasty's that's a seat that's corn. a smart move that's the way right? they do it like there's 
if you're gonna put something on a disc it might as well be blu-ray because that's the mm-hmm. only point to have a disc nowadays that's smart yeah um and I want to say we joke a lot that we're just trying to get uh, that you're just trying to get Rob Zombie on the show, right? <laughs> but I really, I think you're just trying to get Poncho on the show. That's re- yeah, That's it really real is. Here, I just want to talk to Poncho Moeller. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to be, uh, you know, like, you know, fanboying out uh-huh. over it or anything. But I do talk about him a lot. <laughs> I really like Poncho Moeller as an actor. He's so yeah. versatile in what he does, and he's just a fun person to watch. Yeah, I think that's the real goal here. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I say I just want to be best friends with Rob Zombie, but it's honestly, really it's for poncho yeah two poncho movies right there three from hell and candy corn yeah make sure you guys check them out definitely and if you'd like a movie you can go check out tonight if for sure yeah if you want to go home and check out a movie tonight uh 2007's the honor farm okay okay the honor farm so h-o-n-o-r honor gotcha the reason i watched this movie is because of the description of it sounded like someone tried to do a mad lib Mm -hmm. for a movie description (laughs) it was like when jennifer's prom night goes bad her and at her local camp yeah that's it was like her prom goes bad a group of her and her friends take mushrooms in the woods in an abandoned church or an abandoned prison that's haunted Hmm. i was like so they're in a haunted prison i can't tell you any time that I've taken a hallucinogen and said, I'm going to go to this haunted prison and hang out for the night. (laughs) That's exactly where I want to go when I'm seeing things that aren't there. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) And so these kids, they go out to this, this honor farm and she, that's what the name of the prison is called is the honor farm. (laughs) It's a prison called the honor farm. It's called the honor farm. So so it's this haunted jail. They go out there and uh, for some reason, one of the girls is trying to, communicate with one of the guy's dead brothers okay so his little brother died or his older brother died or something like that so she's gonna try why she thought she had to go why she thought he would be at this (laughs) abandoned haunted prison prison. (laughs) like you You don't release his souls where they go the prison the prison prison. (laughs) but it was it was a fun movie to check out so it's definitely something to check out if you want kind of a campy horror movie to watch um have you ever seen the movie shrooms the horror movie yes (laughs) where they take like evil evil fucking cow it's, it's a solid dark. film. It like, really like, is. It sounds dumb, but it honestly like is a good film. Like cool twist too. Yeah, right. It's got, yeah, yeah, like, like it, I know it sounds stupid, but it's not campy really at all. It, it's not at all. You know, there's a lot of a lot of good cinematography in because there, like there's a genuine before. like people do actually go to Ireland to harvest mushrooms oh, for okay. like medicinal purposes. Oh, if you okay. if you were to micro, there was a guy at CreepyCon Ooh. the sil- that had something called the psilocybin cookbook. Okay. So he's teaching you in places where it's legal. Right. To to basically <laughs> not Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, not Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> to basically be able to microdose mm-hmm. mushrooms into your food to help with anxiety and depression and mm. reverse PTSD. Interesting. And yeah, I mean there's a lot of study in that. So shrooms, yeah, that's a good that's a good one to check out <laughs> because there's some legitimacy to what mm-hmm. they're doing. Um, and another 2000 move, 2007 movie that actual, actually uh, Michael Berryman uh, suggested to us was Evil Within, which is one of his yes. movies. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. I have it. I'm about to watch it. But yeah, definitely he, check that yeah, one. Yeah, uh, Chase interviewed him last week and he suggested that. He said it's one of his favorite movies he's ever done. Really? Yeah, he thinks it's like one of his best, like showing his 
his overall acting skills or his range. Yeah. He, that's why he suggested Evil Within, a 2007 movie. And okay. So yeah, I'm about to check that one out tonight as well. So there's two of them for you. There you you got, got a bonus pack. You got three. Yeah, three movies. You got one to pre-order, <laughs> one to buy t- four movies. Yeah, you got now, all of them. Yeah, man. you got all the movies. You got, t- you got to go buy tickets right now to Three from Hell. Mm-hmm. You have to pre-order Candy Corn. Mm-hmm. And then after you've done all that, relax on the couch and watch The Honor Farm and Evil Within. Yes. <laughs> because and Shrooms. And Shrooms. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, they're sick. Look at that. Yeah. Have you have you a fun night. <laughs> yeah. Big snack pack worth of horror films there for there you. you. Lord of Rings of horror films. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a marathon. So, Terry, let's uh, let's thank some people. Let's do it. That, that make this show and other shows on this network possible. For sure. Okay. Joe Shirt, who I finally got to meet Chris oh, yeah, this weekend at CreepyCon. Sunday. So, the other Chris. Yeah, the other Chris. Chris with a C. I'm Chris with a K. You got too many Chris's. <laughs> Outlander. <laughs> but, but for some reason, he's Joe. Yeah, he's Joe sure. shirt. That work. He's just Joe. Yeah, that's Joe. We'll call him Joe. Chris, your new name is Joe. So <laughs> yeah. go talk to Joe from JoeShirt.com right. about his awesome screen printing. He's about to do us up a whole line of Outlander Media T-shirts oh, yeah, with yeah. our different prod- podcasts on them. Mm-hmm. So be sure to look out for those and get over there and get your own stuff printed up from JoeShirt.com. Nice. Yeah, they had a booth over at Alien Expo, which was the uh, weekend before CreepyCon. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, they had, uh, they made really cool shirts for Alien Expo. Got me one of those and they do really good stuff and we're proud to have them as a sponsor and a supplier very much so we also have the black cat curiosities and oddities out in oneida tennessee who is once again our friends mo and ella yeah dude they were they were clearing house at creepy con man they were yeah. selling that crazy they ran out of contacts and rings right <laughs> that's crazy they're great people and they're the ones that also like i said own the outbreak on main haunted house mm-hmm. they have a haunted house above their shop there's yes. a shop and then no, a haunted house have you ever seen wrong turn four yes that whole street looks like wrong turn four <laughs> like that's why i want to do like a horror fest or something That'd up be there perfect. Yeah, because that whole that whole like main street they have there is exactly like the main street from Wrong Turn. It is or or Wrong Turn, whichever one they have the festival. Yes, uh, there's like seven of them. But (laughs) whichever one they have the music festival, that main street, that's what it looks like in Oneida. Oh man, Mo and Ella would totally help us do that. Yeah, they'd be all about that. We've been talking about it, but it's just you know, right? It's hard to do. It's hard to do. We've talked to the creepy. It's hard to do. It's hard to throw something like that. So. So our other wonderful sponsor, as we said earlier, mm-hmm. the sponsor of the Mythical Beast of the Month, Mythical Monster of the Month, is Otherworldly Coffee. There you go. So get over there. Check out their stuff. They've got the Mothman Blend, who is our featured coffee of this month. Mm-hmm. Thunderbird, the Dogman, Bigfoot mm-hmm. Blend. I mean, they're all so good. And you can right now use promo code OUTLANDER to get mm-hmm. 20% off your first order. And they actually introduced me to the Dogman Legacy. I had to yeah. look it up. I was like, what's the Dogman? Right, I didn't know about the Dogman. I knew Chase Dyer, but I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, yeah, that's, I've, I've assigned cryptids to everyone. Chase yeah. is the Dogman. Okay. And you, yeah. you're definitely the Mothman. Well, otherworldly's Dogman. He's wearing like a leather jacket and like smoking a cigarette. He's like depressed by a lake or something. Yeah. I was like, all that's, right. That's, <laughs> that's interesting I've seen Chase do that in an open uh, mic yeah, before. Yeah. So. That's what he does before every podcast. <laughs> stares off at the lake and last but definitely not least harry oh boy our wonderful sponsor Lionsgate films yeah mythical monster Lionsgate. <laughs> yeah they get that mythical monster Lionsgate. we caught that one <laughs> yeah we got the Lionsgate. There, there's you know there's a thing we should in, pitch that to him we should like <laughs> how about a cryptid called the, the lion's gate <laughs> that's perfect that's so good there you go so what shows do we have coming up terry i think we've got ooh 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 Okay, this Sunday because oh, yeah. because today is Tuesday. Uh-huh. So this <laughs> today sun- is Tuesday. today is Tuesday because okay. that's when this episode's released. Right. <laughs> 
and that's uh, when we interviewed everybody that's when tuesday. we interviewed yeah, it was tuesday all these interviews happened on tuesday this everything is, we 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 live in this studio <laughs> and just do everything here right but this sunday mm-hmm. september 1st at the el patron event center ngw presents hungover at the el patron hell yeah our second ngw event that's to right. attend and work at which will be fun that's right uh your boy here will be the ringmaster for once, the night once again that's right i'll be announcing up all those hot matches mm-hmm, nice and there's a ton of them mm-hmm, joey uh, ryan's back on oh, it our old friend joey ryan oh yeah make sure you check out our first interview on our youtube channel that's right there's a video of it up now so yeah, you can go, go check it out on the outlander youtube channel mm-hmm. and uh also who else is wrestling uh rich swan right rich swan's Form, there former with, uh yes 205 champion rich mm-hmm. swan rich swan he's going against sean hoodrich in oh. a uh, falls count anywhere match oh that's gonna be interesting yeah have you been to the el patron not yet i haven't either I'm, but, but I'm the address s- is east town mall mate that's yeah is it any it's the it's yeah that's badass yeah they're, they, they're about because, to wrestle in east town mall yeah they gutted <laughs> it and now it's like an event center uh, really that's what yeah. i thought was going on yeah, that yeah, is yeah, bad yeah. oh that's awesome i didn't yeah. know that and uh oh my god shane andrews is going to be there too with that's jason kincaid <laughs> nice if you've never seen jason kincaid jason goes down to mexico and wrestles he's <laughs> one of the I, i've worked with him a couple of times in the ring and honestly he's one of the yeah i've heard his name and yeah he's pretty he's well known yeah yeah i've never been drop kicked in the chin before by anyone other than him oh really, <laughs> yeah. really? I, yeah he's i mean the man's finesse was is it like on a it. was it like a butterfly kiss kiss but looked like brutal um yeah it was yeah he destroyed me but <laughs> no it was all brutal he just but, yeah he but, literally kicked me but he face. yeah but he loved me while he did it so that's that's all that matters that's that tough love Dude, that's awesome i didn't know east town mall was doing that oh yeah we need to put something there we really do at the el patron event center we're coming at you el patron so that's september 1st mm-hmm. cut to september 3rd that's next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, because today's Tuesday. <laughs> so September third, right. next Tuesday, we have a book release from Rose Marie Machario, nice. our dear friend, who we're about to have an interview from at the end of this episode. Right. She is releasing her book, The Amulet of Elements. Ooh. So we are going to have a huge release party for her. It starts at six o'clock at the Open Court on Kingston Pike in Knoxville, Tennessee. Nice. Make sure you come out to that. Starts at six. Like I said, there's so many bands that are going to be performing there's mm-hmm. comedians i'm hosting that one mm-hmm. i'll be an MC, and i'm also performing on that one nice so yeah you'll get to hear a little bit of my musical talents uh, too i'm oh. gonna sing a song oh yeah yeah that's nice yeah i also hear uh lance from deadbeat radio is gonna be yeah there lance is gonna be there telling some jokes nice nice so then september 20th we have another wrestling show. I can't wait. KFW's Black Harvest. Hell yeah, dude. With New Jack and that, Suicide. I'm so, I'm so hyped for New Jack, dude. You can't <laughs> I can't tell you how much I'm hyped for New Jack. <laughs> I'm hyped for New Jack. We're all excited. So like one of my quote unquote wrestlers um, of all time is New Jack. If you right. if you call New Jack a wrestler, really he came down to the ring, he threw a bunch of weapons in it, and he kicked ass. <laughs> right? That's his whole thing. EC dub, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Fanboy 2.0, or the Fan Boo Expo, Ooh, happening clever. October 18th through the 20th. Mm. Be sure to get out. We're going to be there, too, so come out and see us. Right, they got David Arquette. Yes, they're going to have David Arquette there Rose this year. McGowan. Woo-woo. And Christina Ritchie. I think Christina Ritchie's good. Yeah, those are the three that they've announced the big, so the far. The big ones. So, I look forward to that. Maybe you can. Uh, maybe we can... Uh, Catch them off guard. Yeah, maybe we'll catch them off guard there. So, uh, Terry. Mr. Arquette, can we talk about WCW? <laughs> 
and your title your title reign. <laughs> I love Ready to Rumble. Great, yes. great film. Such a good film. There's it, another good one to check out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it may have whatever however you feel about WCW at the in those days. That's a solid film from David Arquette. Yeah, true, it true is. wrestling fan, big time. Let the hate go. Let the hate go. <laughs> Vince, right. Vince Russo was champion too. All right, let, the, yes, let, the, Ru- let the hate go. <laughs> Just let the hate go, everybody. <laughs> So the time has come, everyone, nice. to bring our show to an end with a couple of awesome interviews yeah. from none other than one of the Scream Queens herself, Linnea Quigley from Return of the Living Dead, and Rose Machario is coming on to talk about her book release. Yeah, listen, Linnea interview was great, so yes, can't wait for you guys to hear that. So much fun. Thank you guys for tuning in to August's episode, and we'll see you next month. What's going on, everybody? It's Chris Bell back here at Scared Stupid with the queen of Scream, the Scream Queen, Linnea Quigley. Linnea, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great now that I'm on with you. Oh, melting my heart, Linnea. You... <laughs> oh, was it an iceberg coming? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing it already. <laughs> oh, my God. So I am so excited to get to talk to you. Uh, we've got a lot to cover here and a little bit of time to do it in. So are you up for the challenge, Linnea? Yes. Let's, a challenge is always great. Yes. <laughs> okay. So starting off, let's talk about uh, Return of the Living Dead, which uh, for okay. me, what a huge contrast from you know Night of the Living Dead where it took the entire movie for the zombies to actually make it to the house versus Return of the Living Dead with a lot more hairspray. Oh my gosh, you're right. That's a good good analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And your very iconic character, Trash, um, on, on the way over here, I had this really comedic scene in my head of the casting director coming to you and going, okay, Linnea, uh, you're trash. And you going, hey, man, you're trash. Like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I had a misunderstanding that would happen. I'd be like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like getting to take on that role and being in such a, you know, an iconic movie of the 80s? It was really fun. In fact, I don't know if you know this or not, but it came into theaters 34 years ago today. Really? We are talking to you on the anniversary. Someone told me. Someone just told you that today. Yes. Well, we have that in common. Someone just told me that just now. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I was like thinking, who told you? (laughs) It was my friend Linnea Quigley. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, okay, that's right. So that that's is right. awesome, getting to talk to an icon on the anniversary of Return of the Living Dead. How awesome is yeah, that? isn't that weird? That's the first time people saw the movie, so um, it's so weird. And I, I understand that was your favorite, right? Has that been one of your favorite projects? Yes, because, I mean, I do not like the makeup and the cold, but finished product was just amazing I don't know what everyone did right but it worked <laughs> it was like not one person it was like everyone every everything like you know the art department 
actors to the director to the sound. I mean, it was like amazing. That's awesome. That's <laughs> and, and I can't say that about like a lot of movies. So you know. right, and see, that's you said. You know, you didn't like the makeup and the cold and I've heard people say that before that everybody wants to be in a horror movie until you're covered in garbage and it's cold as shit outside. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're like going, okay, I want to be a zombie or this or that. And then they get in the chair and they're sitting there for hours. Right. And then they can't hardly eat or breathe or do anything, scratch their face. And they find out it's not so fun, and it's usually cold out. Oh, yeah. And it's at night. Do you think so, people do that on purpose? To you poor actors and actresses? I don't know. <laughs> people do a lot of weird things like lemmings sometimes. Oh. <laughs> so, you've been in some pretty awesome uh, big monster movies, too. Yeah? Yes. So, Pumpkinhead 2, because I'm a huge fan of Pumpkinhead... Oh my gosh, the first one was great. I was not disappointed at all. Right. <laughs> Are you saying you were disappointed in the second one? No. I, mean, <laughs> I don't watch my movies. So, I mean, I, I see them and stuff, but it's like, sometimes I forget exactly what happens, but always the first of everything is the best anyway. So, Agreed. It's hard for remakes for me. Pumpkinhead was just such an original kind of monster that it, it he he wasn't trying to be anybody he wasn't you know yeah yeah <laughs> and you we know in the movies now right yeah there's there's no good original monsters anymore are there no unfortunately there isn't maybe someday you know maybe we can get back to it yeah. you know all fads come back around so hopefully good monster movies so that, will be one oh of my them. gosh that's right i've seen them all come it's like crazy <laughs> So you also inspired, you know, a huge fitness revolution with your horror workout tape. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yes. How, uh... I didn't think that would really catch on like it did. I'm like, you know, you think, oh, we're going to do this like two-day thing that we just came up with and do it a week later and... And the next thing. Like, on. Yeah. It's like, cult, weird thing. <laughs> It was P90X for people that like to be scared. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so where was it you that came up with that idea for the horror workout tape? No, it was Ken Hall and I. Ken Hall wrote a lot of the movies that uh, I was in. He's a really good writer and he's a director and he, he does foam fabrication. So oh. Murder weapon, and I had to do this scene where I'm like smashing this guy's brains in with a big mallet. Yes. And I had to keep doing it up and down and up and down. So I, I was done. I went, you know, in the other room, and Ken was there. He was been watching it, and he said, "Wow, you know, doing horror films is a real workout." <laughs> kind of like looked each other, and we went, "Oh my god." Okay, we're thinking alike. <laughs> light bulb. And just yeah, light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome! Just a flash in the pan kind of thing. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> yes. And so, it's like we got funding, which 
never happens now anymore. And right. able to do it like the next week in two days. Right. In two days. You yes. got that done. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that. Well, they used to do movies like uh, David Dakota's movies were two to three to the long shoot was maybe seven days. Wow. So <laughs> no more than seven days. That's that's the cutoff. Right. Right. That's. I, I mean, that's like a long shoot for him. Wow. What talk about a timeline though, a deadline on that. <laughs> I know it. And they weren't like long, long days either. Right. So you're you're a huge yeah, fan of the practical effects. Yes. Yeah, not yeah. not so much with the CGI, but loving the practical stuff. Right. Like where you don't go, Oh, we'll fix that, you know in post. Like right. In post. Yeah, because, you know, it, sometimes I feel like it takes away from <clears throat> the emotion that you would put into, you know, like you said, smashing some guy's head in with a mallet. You just don't get that from computer yeah. imaging. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I think people like that you're actually working hard, you know, the effects guys. Right. And you don't have a lot of second chances once somebody's coated with blood. Right that it's kind of more old school. And I think people like that. They love the 80s and that. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. So I wish I'd grown up in the 80s. Right. And I'm just so lucky I did. <laughs> right. You're like, yeah, well, haha, Because <laughs> I did. Right. <laughs> so one one of my favorite practical effects scenes of yours is from Night of the Demons with the lipstick tube. I don't remember that scene. No, I do. Yeah, I was going to say, Linnea, don't you play no, no, me no, like I, that. I <clears throat> well, thank you. I like when it's something weird, you know, that people are going to remember. Right. That's definitely something people are going to remember, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that was all practical effects, of course. Yeah, that was definitely, and it's like um, one of those things that, I mean, we could do it again and again, but we got it in, like, I think one take or something because the buttons had to all pop off. And, you know, can you imagine reselling buttons? Right, just for one scene. A bunch of buttons and a lot of things. You just had to get it right or it was a long time to reset them. Right. Did you ever get that lipstick back? No. And it was like <laughs> to say, too. Oh no, it was your favorite shade. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It was a pink. A beautiful pink, and now it's gone. To the Yeah. <laughs> to the knot of the demon boob. Something like that. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> so another, you know, badass movie that you've been a badass in, uh, Creepazoids. But not only were you oh in God. this, you were the associate producer on this movie. Yes, that was the first movie I ever did with David Dakota. Really? And I remember I went in and I didn't have to read and I was shocked. I'm like, you know, because everything you have to read for. And I hate going in and reading because it seems fake. Right. When you're doing it. 
and I just am not one of those people that go in and do a good audition. So Prepozoids was like really fun to do because it was like you didn't have to put on a bunch of makeup. You were dirty. It was it was just fun to do. And it looked like you guys were having a good time. Oh, we did. I would put <laughs> tricks on um, my co-star uh, Ken. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I love to do that. Not anything malicious, but just silly things. Sure. Sure, nothing malicious, Linnea. <laughs> yeah, right. We've seen you. So, I understand that at one oh. point, you were almost a police officer. Oh my gosh, you've done your studies. Yes, I really... <laughs> I was fascinated with crime, and I always have been. I always will be, I think. And so, I decided, okay... <laughs> Enough acting, I'm going to become a policewoman. Yeah. And I went into LAPD, and the first thing they have you do is a written test, which I didn't think I'd even pass. Okay. And there were like two people that passed it. It was myself and another guy. Whoa. And then it's a year of like testing, background checks. I had to bring in every movie I've ever done. Oh, no. I was like shocked. So the police had to sit down and watch every movie that you had done up to that point to see if you were qualified to be a police officer. Yes. <laughs> and how, how? It was actually. I'm going to be writing a book um, with Craig Tomashoff, uh, and it's going to have all these different things, funny things that happened that you can't really explain a lot right. in the interview because it's too much. Of course. Like, little nuances that happened in that whole thing. Of course. Oh, man, that's exciting, though, that everyone here knows right now that Linnea Quigley is writing a book, a personal memoir yeah. of her <laughs> life's events. <laughs> oh, so... I got I got some fun questions for you here, Linnea. What is your favorite thing in a movie that you have ever gotten killed by? Mm, that's a good question. You mean like my favorite death scene? Or? Yeah, sure. Yeah, your favorite death scene. Well, I guess Impaled by Antlers because it was so weird. <laughs> and that I mean, was in uh, Silent hell, Night, Deadly but, Night, right? Yes, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I didn't like the deer antlers, but it was like just the weirdest way to die. And it was really uncomfortable, but you have to suffer for your art. Right, that's right. <laughs> Is there a way that you have never gotten to die in a movie that you'd really like to happen? Oh, my. I've never been shot with an arrow, but that's no good thing. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to fantasize about you know, being killed, but... That's um, right. You <laughs> fantasize about being killed. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't want to say because it, it'll freak me out if I say anything, but <laughs> it would be interesting to do... Let's see. Oh, boy. Wow. 
I got you on this one. I don't know. <laughs> I actually like that too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't actually want to sit creepy. around and think. That's a creepy question. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do here on Scared Stupid. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the uh, the upcoming stuff that you have going on. Okay. The ones that I've read scripts for is coming up like in a month is The Barn 2, because I was in The Barn 1. Right. Or The Barn is like what's after, you know, there's nothing before. Right. <laughs> Sub-Zero. So The Barn 2, but in that I get to like kick ass, which is going to be fun. What what you do and best? Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, that's the most fun. It's not fun to play in high school. Of course not. And then there is I'm doing my documentary extras. Woo! It's like in full. It's like going really strong now again. It died off because last year was so crazy busy. Right. And then I'm doing uh, killer babes in the frightening film fiasco. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Oh, it it took me about three months to remember that. (laughs) Psycho babes and all this crazy stuff. Right. Well, those sound like a lot of... Yeah, exactly. And And then there's going to be, okay, some shows and things like that. Then there's... I mean, if they go to the official Linnea Cleary Facebook, everything's listed. But for those that want to just listen, uh, I will be doing, well, it's going to come out soon, the last Thanksgiving. Oh, no. And I'm trying to get all those holiday movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely get those holiday movies in. Exactly. (laughs) And the good things devils do. You're doing that one with Kane Hodder, right? Yeah, we actually did it. I you still did have it. some sound I have to do, but yeah, I we did that. And I got to see Kane in a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was a kill, but it was just funny. It was just funny. It was still Kane's in a skirt. It was. And I don't care. A, a kilt is a skirt. <laughs> How fun. Well, Linnea, I have another question for you. Okay. Okay, if I were to call one eight nine nine O Rhonda on the scream line, what would I get? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Uh, maybe the FBI or something? I don't know. The FBI? That's a good question. <laughs> I think you'd get probably uh, a non-published number because... <gasps> Oh my gosh, if somebody got that, they would get the weirdest calls. <laughs> if someone actually had that number. Yeah, I wonder if they do. Right? All these years later, someone's phone number is actually 899-O-Ronda. Oh my gosh, that would be so funny, actually. They're just calling to hear Linnea Quigley scream at them, but really it's just... <laughs> oh boy, I miss those up all night stuff. The only thing that is close to it is, you know, that is like going on now is like Joe Bob Briggs. Right. I guess there's really nothing for a lot of the teenagers or younger kids to watch at night. 
Not really. That's absolutely right. No Elvira, no um, Brandon Gilbert. Kind of sad. Yeah, like you've got Sven Gulli on Saturday nights, but there's nothing like every night of the week to check out. Exactly. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> well, Linnea, I appreciate you so much sticking around with us and talking to us today. Oh. Thank you. You're fun to talk with. <laughs> I'm so glad you think so. Would you tell people to uh, to listen to Scared Stupid? Yeah, I will. Absolutely. Okay, you got to listen to Scared Stupid. There you go. That's an official endorsement from Linnea Quigley. <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah, Scared Stupid. Woo! So, before we go out, Linnea, can we get one of those famous Linnea Quigley screams? Oh, God, I'll try. Let me... Let me make sure all the doors are closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, where should I do it? Oh, maybe okay. I'll go in the closet instead of coming out of the closet. Perfect. <laughs> okay. I'll do it where there's reverberation. Okay, hold on. Perfect, Lynn. Today, but you're a little horse, and you. The best I can do without maybe uh, getting in trouble. Yeah, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get a noise disturbance call. People are gonna be like, someone's finally murdered her. We need someone to get over there. Oh my gosh, I know it. <laughs> that would be bad. Oh. Linnea, you've been so much fun to talk to. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we'll see you later, Linnea. And I'll tell people, listen to Scared Stupid or else you're dumb. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's my new favorite one. <laughs> okay. All right, see you later. Uh, okay, I'll watch out for that iceberg. That's right. Look out for that iceberg, Linnea. <laughs> okay. Bye, dear. See you soon. I'll oh, be yeah. in Texas, you know. Yeah. You're going to be in Texas? Yeah. I'm going to be in Dallas for Dates the Dead with Amelia Kincaid from Night of the Demons. Uh-oh. So a little Night of the Demons reunion. Yes, there is going to be. Kevin Kenny's going to be there and a lot of the cast. It'll be fun. And when is this going on? I believe October. In October, and they can check you out on the Linnea Quigley page, correct? If they go to the original Linnea Quigley Facebook, it has my schedule. Excellent. So they can keep up with everything you're doing. Make sure you get out there and do that. Yeah, and hopefully I'll see you there. Oh, yeah. I hope so, too. That'd be yeah. awesome. Until we meet officially in person, Linnea, this has been wonderful. Okay, well, thank you. It's been wonderful for me, too. <laughs> see you later. Okay, see you later, Gator. Bye. Bye. All right, hello, everyone. It is Chris Bell here with Scared Stupid. I'm joined with my wonderful friend, Miss Rose Macheria. You know, I've never said your last name out loud. I just realized that. Yeah. <laughs> Machario. Machario. Yeah. I was that close. I said Machario. There's no E there. It's an A. Machario. 
Rose Macharia, dream big. Miss Rose, you've got some big things coming. Oh my right? goodness! Big yes. things on the horizon. All the things. Absolutely. All the things. Why don't you tell us about all the things what that you you've got going? First? Oh my gosh! Well, I hear tell that you just released season five. Is that correct? Season four. Season four of Dream Big. Yes. We're working on season five. Hopefully. That's right. <laughs> and other big news, you just published a book. Well, I got signed to publish. You got signed to and publish. And it comes out officially September 3rd. Woo! And if, if I'm not mistaken, there's something happening September 3rd. Is yes. that right? Yes, yes. We're going to celebrate this event. Big because, celebration. Yes, because it's taken me almost nine years to get it published. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have a party. Big book release party on yes. September 3rd. Yes, there's going to be a lot of guests. Really? Yes. All kinds let of me, guests. Let me count them down. Go right ahead. And, and don't be modest. Yeah, I don't guess, be modest I, guess I can quit playing the coy boy. <laughs> I am hosting this wonderful event. Uh, I get to be you know, the, the master of ceremonies for the whole thing, leading the ship as we go down this amazing journey. Yes, yes. So who else Who else do we have well, on the show? we have Brady Von Beaverhausen, and yes. she's a wonderful burlesque oh, performer. Awesome burlesque. Well know known, well known throughout yeah. Knoxville. We have Gage and Ashley Sharp. Fantastic. And they do like the best show tunes covers really? and modern music. And yes, and they're working on something a little special for the party. And How I can't fun. say what it is. Uh -oh. You'll have to wait and come to the party and find Secrets out. Secrets are flying around. Um, Danny Winson is an oh. incredible magician. Love Danny. He's super funny too. Comedy and magic combined. And, and speaking of comedy, we have Lance Adams. Ah, one of uh, one of Outlander Media's own. Yes, and I was just Dead on Deadbeat. You were just not on Deadbeat. That's ago. right. Yes, and yes. Mr. Les Murphy yes. Right there. And then we've got, of course, the Knox by Night Band. The Knox by Night Band, terrific guys. Yes. Buford Watson and Chris Rogers. Uh, yes, and their music gets stuck in your head. Absolutely. And the jokes, and then it's just brilliant. It's just completely brilliant. Oh, yeah, I love all the stuff they put together. Oh, we also have Raven Von Rowe, and she's also another burlesque entertainer. Oh, yeah. Burlesque entertainer. She, I'm so grateful that she is doing this because... I've heard she's a legendary yes. in Knoxville, awesome. so I'm excited to see what she does. I went to high school with Raven Ronroe, just so <laughs> yeah, just so everybody, so I can get that name drop in there. Right, right. Uh, we've known each other for a while. <laughs> We're old friends. And we have, of course, Miss Ivy Aphrodite. Yes. And another great burlesque entertainer. She does a lot of cosplay in her uh, burlesque, right? Which is super cool. Um, of course. We also have Clockwork Asylum. Yes. They are our headliner band. Big time. And of course, if you see these awesome flyers running around, yes. Randy from the band did these for us. Really? Yes. Yes. He Let's did. give a round of applause yes. to Randy from Yay! Clockwork Asylum for these awesome posters. <laughs> you need to get on Facebook and check one of these things out for yourself. Carry it around, share it with all your friends. Exactly. Who else, who else we got there? Okay, we have Michael Bates. Yes. Acoustic solo artist. And my best friend in the world. And aren't you guys gonna, you know, uh, dress up like lobsters? Yeah, or we we have a uh, we have a duet <laughs> band from high school, the greatest band that never was, the Handsome Night Lobsters. Uh, we will be doing a Tenacious D cover band. Which is and, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're it's so awesome. Entire Tenacious D cover. And who, 
Who is this fellow right here? Oh my here? gosh, we have Doug the Juggler. Doug the Juggler is going to be there. Yes, and he's I so funny. freaking love Doug the Juggler. I have him on my show for the season finale. Yes. And of course, one of there's actually a couple of few uh, acts that have been on the show before. Absolutely. Either season three or season four. Hopefully future guests for season five. Yes, <laughs> we've got to try to make that happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, like... Uh, if you haven't seen season four finale, yes. uh, I went up on the stage for one of Doug's performances, yes, yes, yes. and he scared the life out of me, thinking I was going to get cut up with machetes. Yes, where he juggles machetes yes. over an unsuspecting yes, and sometimes yes. unwilling victim. Yes, it was very scary. <laughs> Gotta watch that episode. Yeah, so make sure you make it there to see Doug the Juggler juggle machetes over people. And then we have... The very talented and very perceptive yes. Vincent Teschioni, and I hope, uh, being that it sounds like an Italian name, that yes. I have pronounced it correctly. I believe you did. <laughs> Vince is a great guy. And so, what's neat? The first time I met Vincent, he was telling me things and started saying things. I'm like, no, oh, shh. Right. Nobody else knows this Nobody knows stuff. This stuff. <laughs> Shh, and the reason Vince knows this stuff is because he's an incredibly talented tarot reader and Yes, yes, yes. And he just looked at me and yes. Right. <laughs> like, no, don't say that. Oh, no, we'll keep that quiet. <laughs> so he is good. He is the real deal. So you definitely have to come out to this party. Absolutely. Where is it happening? It is happening at the Open Court. Who's hosting us? Wow. Yes, they are Man. hosting us. Now I hear that place has a great bar. Oh, yes. They yeah. are full bar. Full bar. Yes, and Ooh, food. Oh, yeah. And food. And food. Good food. Good food, good yes. drinks, and great entertainment. Yes. That's what you're telling me? All the time. Oh. Yes. So, September 3rd at the Open Court yes. on Kingston Pike. Yes. Right? Yes. And I would love to give a shout-out to our sponsor. Yes, give a of huge shout-out to all the First sponsors. First and foremost, Lander Media Network. Yes. <laughs> they are going to be filming our uh, party. And so you definitely got to come out and uh, say hello to everybody. And some of our sponsors are going to hang out and show up. Yes. Uh, of course, we got Miss Ashley Burt from the Mystic Orb. Ah. We have the other one. We have the Hemp Alternative. Jefferson Barbershop. Yes. Nature's Crossing Health and Beauty. Taylor Shade Photography. Jessica Claire and Jewelry. Sheer Vibe Salon. The Black Cat. Oneida's Lovey Fest, Mythical Markings, Tattoo Studio, yeah. Matthew Ashley, Celebrity Comic Artist, Wow. and August Aguilera of El Burrito Vlog, and Strange Films. Yeah, you've got so many people yes, coming out yes. here, so many sponsors, so yes. much awesome entertainment. And here. these wonderful sponsors are donating really awesome items for our raffle. So wait. There's a raffle. There's a raffle. So you mean you get to come to a free party? <laughs> yes. With tons of entertainment. Yes. You get to get raffle tickets. Yes. And either to win for the free raffle stuff. tickets. Yeah, so those okay. are free. Yeah. <laughs> but we, you we win free make money prizes. Somewhere. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, free prizes for the raffle tickets you buy. I hear you got all kinds of crazy ideas for how you're going to dole the raffle tickets yes, out. Yes. As far as like arms length, two arms length, table length, as yes. tall as you tickets. Yes. Please, please, please mark it on your calendar. This whole thing starts at 6 o'clock, September 3rd, 
at the open court. Yes. Miss Rose Machario. Yes, sir. Right? See that? <laughs> Rosemary Machario with Dream Big, September 3rd, releasing her book. Do you want to tell us the title of the book? No. Excellent. I am actually doing a really naughty tease about oh. this book release. I'm just giving you a little here and there. There we go. And eventually, I'll be stripped down with nothing left but a book to share. Hey, everybody, <laughs> come on down. September 3rd, the open court. See Rosemary Cherio strip down and show everything she has with this book. In print. That's right, in print. That's right. Rose, thank you so well, thank much you. for Don't sitting Don't forget down. this guy's hosting. Yeah, He's I will hosting be there my hosting. party. So it's going to be a good time. I'm crazy excited about it, and you should be too. Yes, be there. Rose, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Ah.